Good morning. Welcome to Morning Prayers. This morning's responsive reading comes from Psalm 27, which can be found on page number 14 of your Black Appleton Psalter. Please rise as you're able. And it reads, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet I will be confident. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high upon a rock. I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living.
morning. The day after the election, I began to think about a tiny book nestled in a, in a box in storage in the Harvard Art Museums, and I began to think about fear. The sixth century codex can fit into the palm of your hand. It declares on its first page in the ancient Egyptian language of Coptic that it is the gospel of the lots of Mary. My colleague at Princeton, Anna-Marie Leyendijk, who published and translated the text for the first time, <coughs> explains that the book communicates this gospel, or good news, through lots or sortition. It's an object used for divining the future. In sixth century Egypt, an individual, likely someone of little means, perhaps illiterate, with a question heavy on her heart, might approach a literate religious expert. That priest or expert would hold the book in his or her palms and leaf through it to land upon a page that has an answer to the question that the petitioner had in mind. Perhaps the petitioner would hear this short oracle from the book, they will trust you and you will be victorious in this matter. Strengthen your heart, this matter is from God, fear not. As for you, everything you do, God is with you. If you look closely at the codex, you can still see darkened marks at the middle at the edge of each page where the reader's thumbs would have rested, flipping through the book to aid the questioner, worrying the pages. Bibliomancy is an old practice. People have been trying to figure out which way the wind is blowing for centuries from the, every corner of the earth. They have been coping with and calculating their concerns about the present and the future, often in terms that trade in fear. These past days, I've been thinking not only about that Coptic Codex and its fear not, but also about other statements from the Christian tradition. Of whom shall I be afraid, asked the psalmist in our responsive reading. Perfect love casts out all fear, insists the writer of 1 John in the Christian Testament. I've been thinking about the fears that are propelling US politics, the fears shared in office hours and in classrooms, especially over the last weeks, the fears expressed yesterday at a rally and teach-in in support of our undocumented students, the fear and the courage. At that event, several people said they wanted to, quote, take this fear and put it into action. But why say fear not, or whoever fears has not reached perfection in love, in the words of 1 John, to those who are most vulnerable? Would we say that to our undocumented students and staff, to our minoritized students and colleagues, who disproportionately suffer not only implicit bias, but also stop and frisk, to the immigrant, to the poor, to our students and colleagues who are queer, trans, Muslims, Jews, to women in this rape culture, who have good reason to fear, Statements like fear not and perfect love casts out fear sound smug, milk toast, careless, like another slap in the face. Maybe we should be afraid. We are afraid in different ways depending upon our bodies and how we are perceived and policed. Perfect love casts out fear, the writer of 1 John offers to the beloved community in the late first century. Beautiful, but this could also be read as a criticism, the dreaded B or B minus. You don't yet have perfect love, so it's your fault that you dwell in fear. But I also want to imagine how those who heard these words could have found in them a possibility for courage and community. Perfect love casts out fear are words written to be used by a minority community in the Roman Empire. And the term that we translate as perfect in the Greek is talia, a word that indicates striving for completion, maturity, perfection. What is the work of not being afraid? What is the work of striving towards the perfect and the complete love that could throw out fear? We in our university are good at working towards perfection. So too those of us who participate in religious communities where we strive together for the moral good and the common good, 
the classroom and the temple, the lab and the revival tent, the mosque and the quad still beautiful with autumn leaves. These are the spaces for working out possibility, for striving towards utopia, for casting out fear, and I venture for casting out white supremacy and casting down white privilege. I think of Ashen Crawley's recent book, Black Pentecostal Breath, The Aesthetics of Possibility, which is an analysis of Pentecostal practice, a critical engagement with race and gender, and a celebration of the breath-filled possibility and powerful sounds that emerge from such practice. In a discussion that brings together glossolalia speaking in tongues, and Ralph Waldo Emerson Crawley writes, I believe the capacity for the university to be a plurality, a space of irreducible search in ways that follow Emerson's theorizing. I believe the university to be a great gathering of resources that should, it should be said, be exploited and put in the service of the search into the dark, dense folks of nothingness, the dark, dense folds of plentitude. What this would mean is paying attention to minor knowledge, minor, minoritarian persons, not simply as raw material for analytics, but as a means to transform the world. The religious practitioner in sixth century Egypt flips through the pages of a little codex, takes a deep breath, and reads out loud to the petitioner, fear not. The writer of 1 John pauses a moment in dictation, exhales, says to a scribe, write down perfect love casts out fear. These statements are not made in the interior of a withdrawn self, a solitary whistling in the dark in the face of a dangerous world. They're written by those and to those of little means who were striving to figure out possibility in the face of external powers. They're made between two or more people working out their ideas and practices, sitting face to face over a tiny book to say and to hear fear not and to work out the conditions in which fear is expelled. They're made between folks struggling to figure out together what a perfect or mature love looks like. The work of the university and the task of our religious communities can be, should be, this casting out of fear, this transformational striving towards a perfected love. Let us pray. God, we ask for your presence on our campus, in this country, in the world. We ask for a community that speaks together about its fears, that strives together to cast out fear, that protects those who have cause to be most fearful. We ask in the words of the psalmist for courageous hearts and that we shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Would you please join me in praying the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. This morning's hymn is Love Divine, All Loves Excelling, which can be found on page number six. Please rise as you're able.
so as we go out into the world, attempting to perfect the love to drive out the fear, may God go before you to lead you. May God stand behind you to push you, on the side of you to guide you, above you to protect you, beneath you to sustain you, and in you to keep you. Amen.